Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark, and this is Gordon, and we love talking about baseball. The 2021 season is underway, and teams have played games not our Mets as of yet because of uh, COVID protocols. Uh, but what's already happened this season, probably for the last season, it will be happening, and that is pitchers are still hitting in the National League. Yeah, and it is kind of weird because there's a lot of signs that point to this sort of being the last year that pitchers are going to hit with the CBA coming up. It seems like an inevitability that they're going to do away with pitchers hitting. Yeah, it, it would have happened this season, I think, and and they couldn't get together on, on a deal to expand the playoffs, where the owners wanted to expand the playoffs beyond the 10 teams that are going in this year as opposed to last year when we had more. Um, and so the player's like, well, fine, you know, we want the designated hitter. Um, and that's another job for players to be on the roster. So for them, it's a player's, you know, union, you know, issue. And I think it's interesting because from purely a fan perspective, it's both a positive and a negative. It's a positive because, frankly, you're losing out on three to four at-bats a game that are functionally meaningless. Because, like, functionally meaningless from the perspective of a fan enjoyment because it's like nothing's going to happen. And and it's been getting worse. And, and it's it, getting worse. Right. And so, but the removal of the pitcher in essentially having a black hole somewhere in your lineup removes some of the strategic element of the game. You know, there is a noticeable Absolutely. difference if you look at the American League and how much teams bunt. Yes, yes, absolutely. And and if you go back, you know, the DH is not quite 50 years old, which is hard to believe. Uh, it started in 1973. Uh, Ron Bloomberg uh, batted for the Yankees in 1973, April 6th, and walked with the bases loaded. It was the first appearance by uh, a uh, designated hitter. Uh, people would joke sometimes, why, if it's spelled B-L-O-M-B-E-R-G, why wasn't it Rune Bloomberg instead of Ron Bloomberg? <laughs> like, what's up with that? It looks like Blomberg, but it's pronounced Bloomberg. Anyway, he's... Kind of famous, right? Because people know his name. He was the first. And it's hard to believe it was that long ago. And the National League is for years. And I am one of those card-carrying National League fans. You know, I like the strategy of the pitcher hitting. I want to see double switches. Oh, it, it, there, there's a uh, there's a relative common phrase that gets parried around online that's uh, the equivalent of f the dh because a lot of a lot of especially national league fans see it that way they see it as essentially a perversion of the game so to speak because you're putting in this guy that has no objective other than to be a good hitter but i'll admit it you know what it is when you have pitchers hit that's old guy baseball it's also just boring <laughs> i'm sorry i don't want to go up and watch like because like yeah for every interesting pitcher who can kind of hit like we remember madison bumgarner as being a great hitting pitcher and he's like what a career 177 hitter. yeah yeah 177 uh, i think he his you know ops was 221 <laughs> and we, were, we think of him as this well, like was, no he's on base percentage impressive hitting ops was pitcher. 43 I, I guess he's impressive just because relative to the rest of the other pitchers like he's just a really really bad position player offensively where the rest of them are like actual pitchers in it right they would put up Bumgarner to pinch hit unlike uh, our own Bartolo Colon who who uh, the fanfare about Bartolo's home run a few years ago he had a 357 uh, foot home run in San Diego off James Shields um, and took 30 and a half seconds to round the bases I think he might still be out there actually and that was baseball <laughs> 
poetry that right moment. right it was so fun and all that but those are so few it's so far between and we're talking about something that happened five years ago and, and i think <laughs> it's also very i think baseball for national league fans specifically they've developed a sort of collective amnesia about pitcher at bats where they they were able to just block out 99.9 percent of them so we can focus on the rare exactly. ones like bartolo hitting a home run so that's all we think about when pitchers hitting not the oh wow it was really entertaining watching taiwan walker go over for three from the plate today <laughs> the um you know went back and looked at a, at a player that some consider the worst hitting pitcher in history a guy named ron herbel i do not know this player he, he played for the giants but um he last pitched in 71 and he was in a hit an anemic 0.029 for his career going six for 206 Oof. with 125 strikeouts i mean he got up 206 times he got six hits i mean that's just uh, you got to imagine it was probably weird for him to be on base now now they, they like to point out that to his credit he improved gradually as the years went on, contributing five hits over his final 98 bats. So he was really starting to get it at the end of his career. He began his career with a ghastly one for 108. Yeah, yes. I don't even want to imagine what that hitting percentage is like. And how about let's just let's just pick on Herbal a little bit. I'm sure he's a great guy. Um, a disastrous zero for 47 with 30 strikeouts for the Giants in 1964. Yeah, the 30 strikeouts are what's kind of unbelievable because that means that you couldn't. That there wasn't even like 20 situations for you to have bunted in the, the joke with, with his uh, abysmal technique they, they said he may have well stepped to the plate with chopsticks and oven mitts it wouldn't have made much of a difference <laughs> Oof. yeah so um to also took a look back at the uh the the performances of the top uh pitchers of, of the uh, uh hitting wise um and and there's been no change since 2005 and, and what i mean by that is you have names on the highest seasonal average for a pitcher like oral hirschheiser he has the highest average in the dh era uh 350 he had 26 for 73 uh, in 1993. That would really impress me, actually. And and names you know if you're a fan of baseball that yeah, were like, good I, like, hitting I remember Michael, Mike Hampton was a good hitting yes, pitcher. Yes, he would pinch hit. Like, like, like regular, but he was actually, but like if you look at this, like I'm looking at this right here, and I see Mike Hampton has multiple seasons in which, in this top, you know, he had multiple right. seasons where he had over 300 as a batter. George Brett's brother, Ken Brett, um, lesser known to most fans, but I remember him, was another guy who was probably a better hitting player than he was a pitcher, though he was primarily a pitcher. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't know that Fernando Valenzuela batted 304 in 1990. I, that, who thought Fernando could hit? I that? remember Zambrano, Carlos Zambrano, yeah, right. had that one year where he hit really well. But you're looking at these guys where it's just like, he went 29 of 90. When you actually like look at what they did in the context of the full season, it's like, okay, yeah, this one guy was kind of good, but then you also had all the other pitchers on the staff that were just terrible. So so you, you mentioned Owings, uh, and he was the last guy to end up in the, with a 339 average in 2007. Since that time, nobody has made it to the top 20, meaning nobody's hit 300 as a pitcher in the major leagues. And yeah, in 13 seasons. Yeah, so it's it's it's, it's getting worse. It's, it's getting worse. Um, I took a look back over the past five seasons, um, and if you compare the DH at bats to pitcher at bats, there's obviously more DH at bats. The DH is batted 61,000 times, had a collective average of 251, slugged 440, uh, struck out 23 percent of the time, and had 25 uh, plate appearances per home run. Okay, yeah. How about the pitchers? Well, they batted almost 30,000 times, so about half, a little less. 
Collective average of 126, Oof. slugged 161, Oof. struck out 39% of the time, okay? Almost four That's actually lower than I would have expected. Actually, you're right. Uh, maybe because they were bunting and that, that's, that saved some of the strikeouts. Uh, and then they had 237 plate appearances per home run. So I think what's interesting is that, I mean, right there, it's a more entertaining game if DHs are hitting than if pitchers are hitting. But I, I think the, the, the comment and the idea that there would be strategical elements of the game that were lost because of that, I almost wonder if you're just like, well, wait a second, you're pining for a strategy for an inferior way of playing. If the only time bunting and doing all of that is a logical move was when you have a guy that's essentially a net negative in your lineup, then it's actually probably not that good of a move. Right, right, right. And and to just you know, being good at bunting if you're a pitcher, you know, I, I think Tom Glavin is sometimes thought of as one of the better hitting pitchers, and really what he was good at was bunting. <laughs> right, and it, I, I, it stands to reason that, honestly, all of the good bad should be able to bunt the question that you're what you're asking yourself is the only reason why pitchers making sense to bunt is because they're more likely to just make a net negative out whereas with with batters up you're like okay wait a second there's actually cost benefit analysis you have to do on giving up an out essentially with a sacrifice correct correct and and you know you have some of the 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 best pitchers in the game were also some of the best hitting pitchers in the game you know venerated names like warren spawn and don drysdale uh bob gibson was a very good hitter uh we know today's Zach Greinke, um, who, who isn't hitting because he's pitching the American League, um, terrific hitter when he, when he was hitting. Um, the old Walter Johnson was actually a 300 career hitter back for the Senators back in the 20s when he uh, you know was in his heyday. Um, so you know Michael Lorenzen of the Reds is is a good hitter. It's good because he's not a great pitcher. He, he he could be, but after this season, it's going to be more about his pitching because they're not going to hit anymore. It, it, it just, yeah, it's just something that it feels antiquated at this point. Like we're just doing it because it's what we've always done. Right, right. I think I think it's just tradition, right? And and what you don't realize is the slow um, eroding. And and if you you know look, w- even when you pitched in high school and and, and a little in college, right? They dissuaded you from from hitting. And if you talk to any of the pitchers, Matt Moore, who's going to start um, for the Phillies, I think against it uh, stops Degrom, in about high school. He, he said they stopped me in high. That you can't hit anymore, and you Be- get you get no at bats. Really, the only way you're going to keep hitting as a pitcher is if you're such a good player in high school that you pitch and then play a position when you're not pitching. So you would be kind of explaining Shohenny Otani. Exactly. Like you have to be now there are plenty of guys that do that in high school, especially for smaller schools all across the country. You're gonna have a guy that's the best player on the team that pitches once a week and then goes and plays shortstop or something. And that kid probably hits and he's gonna get to hit because he's a regular part of the lineup. But as soon as you're at a school or a program big enough where the there's the pitchers and then the position players, the pitchers aren't gonna take at bats because you're not gonna spend time on a guy that's gonna get maybe two at bats a week but I, I think it's interesting because you know even at the high school level they will take the bat out of the pitcher's hands because they see in front of them they're not going to be hitting very much even though there's a good chance that that best pitcher on your team has might be the best hitter also, on your team he's also one of the better hitters right, on your team right right so i, I think that's it, it, at it, that it, level it's and you can also say that we saw that with our high school program because there were the three pitchers on there but one of them was a lefty who also played first base so he got to keep hitting even when the, the the other two of us didn't get to keep hitting because we didn't play the field ever. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and 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 they they just you know they would put you out there and 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 not let hit you in the wrong particular time. If they put you up there, it was when you haven't you know taken a seen a pitcher, taken a yeah, bat exactly. And- so he's like, you can't expect the hitter to do the pitcher to do well at that point. It's the same thing in the majors. These guys take very little BP. They take very little practice. So of course they're not going to do well for them. And they're going to get let's a uh, pitcher you know a starting pitcher in the major leagues if he lasts six innings, maybe he gets three at bats in a game. Right, and so much Wait, of it can yeah. be like if you're a starting pitcher and you have like if you're if you're Madison Bumgarner or Micah Owings and you have one game against a bad pitcher where you go three for three congratulations your chance of having a much higher average this year just skyrocket right 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 but one because you hit so infrequently singular good performances buoy your average to a much higher degree velocities are higher by significant amounts it's hard to hit to begin with it's getting harder uh, for position players to hit as we can see so it makes perfect sense that they uh, you know that they uh, take this out of the game and make it something of the past and also pitchers don't have the luxury you know pitchers now they go all out on every single batter you don't have guys kind of laying up on the pitcher anymore they're just going to try and get the pitcher out in three pitches so um we've covered you know a big part of the game which is going to change um but how about something that isn't talked about very much um position players that go into pitch yeah it's weird because it's not something you would ever really think about as a meaningful part of the game because it only pretty much happens in non-meaningful games. Well, you know, that's such a good point because I went back and looked at, you know, when's the last time somebody got a decision as a position player? I think an even more interesting question, has there ever been a position player that has gotten a decision in a nine-inning game? Oh, no, no. Exactly. I, I, I don't. That, that's the only circumstance I could think of some wacky, super long game where a position player is the pitcher of record at the end of it. Oh, meaning that it was an extra inning game yeah. and he happened to pitch nine innings? I, I, no, no, no examples. No, no, I'm, I'm saying like within the context of a standard nine inning baseball game, right. has a position player ever been the pitcher of record and gotten the decision? Um, uh, again, freaks like Otani would probably sure, right. would probably be as close but as I don't, you get. I don't even really quantify right. – you can't quantify Otani right. as a pitcher. Right. Or as a position player who's pitching because he's both he's, he's the rare he's animal. the he's the exception he's, right. as far as i'm aware he is the exception where he is the first guy i've ever really known of that's in modern era baseball that it's good enough to play a position and pitch at the same time and, and i don't have a scientific uh you know look at this but i did look back at recent seasons and it looks like position players pitch in major league games about 10 times total in a season across the entire right. majors yeah yeah because yeah. it's always a big deal when it happens and it's almost always in the context of absurdly extra long inning game which by the way you're not getting anymore with a guy on second that's a good point no you're not seeing that anymore and blowouts and so that's the thing if it's in a blowout the guy's never going to get a decision <laughs> right right over and and of course the, the position players are begging the managers to pitch todd frazier when he was oh please please oh, let me go out and pitch. Them, i want to pitch yeah because for them because there's no pressure on the moment the right. only reason you're ever pitching it is a game where it's functionally meaningless and you're probably behind because you're not going to throw a position player out there to pitch if you're up because it's like the ultimate sign of disrespect so so after the 2020 season since 2008 here's the cumulative line allowed by position players pitching 321 average 399 on base slugging 630 yeah so it's just not a good strategic move (laughs) you're pretty much only doing that after you've thrown in the towel so um you know 
you've got guys like you know uh, that have had a supposed success at at coming in and pitching. A Russell Martin um, because he had a good inning, you know, um, an inning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it comes down to. Is guys have good innings. There's so little statistical, you know, support for any kind of a trend that you could think, wow, this guy maybe we should pitch him some more. I remember when JD Davis came over to the Mets from Oakland. He had pitched a one two three inning, throwing ninety two miles an hour so for they, the eight. Yeah. Oh, he's a two way player. He hasn't come near a pitching. No, they, mound I don't think they've let the him on a mound. Yeah, exactly. He's gonna just field the ball at third base, JD, and hit. That's yeah. all we need you to do. So you know, um, Tom Murphy, Jason Lane, Aaron Miles, Alex Avila, who's, who's still playing. These are some of the best. Uh, performances by pitchers over like an inning or two, which makes it statistically irrelevant as far as I'm concerned. Exactly. It's such a small sample size. And if like whenever you watch them, it's always impressive to me. You realize you you ever want to see how hard it is to pitch in the major leagues? Watch the position players try to do it because they look so awkward up there. Their motions are always just all over the place and they're all arm they have no drive with their legs or hips and they're up there they're like you know they have a good arm and they can throw it like 85 <laughs> well and so, but some of the guys can throw some of the guy can get up to the low absolutely, 90s, absolutely but you don't ever see those position players come in and gun it at like 95 so they position, just don't have that position players since 2008 um who pitch get a miss on 11 percent of swings regular pitchers get a miss on 22.7 percent so of double swing. so yeah but that's, that, that makes sense because when you think about it, I wonder how many of the percentages of swings and miss generated by pitchers come on not fastballs. I think the batter's laughing. Oh, yeah. You can't, you can't swing seriously. Well, I'm just saying, you immediately, <laughs> if you have a position player pitching, you've probably cut off about half the pitches because the only thing I expect him to throw with any kind of decency to it would be a fastball. Well, they throw knuckleballs. They, yeah. They, they go, cause, cause when I, when that one season I pitched in the men's scene, I, I had nothing and all I could do was throw a knuckleball and it wasn't a very good one. Um, position but players, the fact that it was a knuckleball was enough to get people. Yeah, I was so dumb. I threw it off the knuckles. You're supposed to throw it off the fingertips. Yeah. Um, position players, um, also have allowed 111 home runs off of 2,660 swings since 08, a home run every 4.1% of swings. Meanwhile, Real pitchers have allowed a home run on 1.6% of swings. Okay, that's triple. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, it's we can't expect these guys to be good. And, and if you ever showed any aptitude at pitching, um, you know, they probably would say you'd be better off trying to be a hitter. They, hitters transition to pitchers more than pitchers transition to hitters correct now now we do have a couple of good examples uh DeGrom. And, and, um well no no i'm he talking was a about shortstop how about a guy see if you can remember this uh, you watched him play in person um he pitched and he came up as a pitcher had a very good rookie Rick year Ricky, very good didn't take you very long right so he had that horrible playoff game yeah, against the mets where he couldn't throw a strike he was like i thought that was against the, the Braves, backstop. not the mets was that against the Braves? That I he thought did? it was I, against I the Braves. He pitched against the Mets and got beat in a playoff game. Right. No, then he became an actual pretty good outfielder he at that a point. Major league outfielder. That just impressed. And like one that was played multiple seasons. Yes, like I remember yes. Micah Owings tried to do the same thing. He became a hitter after he was initially a pitcher, but he just I don't think he could have hacked the fielding. I think that and he wasn't as good a hitter. Right, right. Uh, the Braves had a player back in their runs in the '90s named Mark Lemke who uh, played infield for them, and uh, he retired and then went to the minor league and started fooling around with a knuckleball and was trying to get back to the major leagues as a knuckleball pitcher. I don't think we ever saw him pitch in a major league game, so it's it didn't work unlikely out. unlikely because the number of guys that would possess the talent to do both at a major league level is so small to begin with 
that it's unlikely that like you'd have some guy that had like undiscovered pitching right. talent or hitting talent that's in the major leagues. Like they would know like, oh, man, this guy can actually kind of hit like, I well, mean, we should have put him out there years ago. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm sure the San Francisco Giants are like, yeah, I- I'm sure if we taught Madison how to play outfield and gave him every day at bats, he might actually turn out to be a, a, a slightly above replacement level major league outfielder. Or we could keep him as a pitcher where he's like a Cy Young candidate. Or or maybe not, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the problem is, is that nobody's – if you're good, the only reason you're switching is because you're not good at whatever you were originally doing. So in the minor leagues, Kenley Jansen, the Dodger closer, was a catcher. Yeah. And if you actually watch him throw, he, he doesn't have full extension all that because if you learn to throw as a catcher, you kind of bring it to your ear yeah. and throw from there. But he's just got such an incredible arm and he, he went on the mound because he couldn't hit very well as a catcher. Yeah, and they exactly. said, maybe you should go on the hill and – like, well, we you know, that you, worked out. you've got a great arm. We don't want to waste that. What happens if we put you on there? It worked out. And then I'm sure there are a legion of minor league guys that they tried that on, didn't work out, and then they were just gone. So the, so what you have to think about, fans, is, is watch the pitchers hit. Enjoy the weird things that happened this year because it's probably never going to happen again. I don't see any way the DH isn't in both leagues next season. I, I tend to agree with you on that just because we don't the, – the nostalgia – and tradition is why we keep the pitchers hitting. And it's too easy a bargaining chip for the owners to give up for them to keep it. Absolutely. Nobody's going to the ballpark to watch the pitchers hit. And there's no expectation of success on their part. So if you ask a pitcher, you know, they ask Zach uh, Eflin, of, of the, you know, oh, yeah, what would you like to do? I said, I'd like to bat 320, hit 30 homers, and, and drive in 120. He's a pitcher. Obviously, it's not going to happen. Give me a bat. I want to try. Because that's what they are. They're professional athletes. They're, they're all great athletes. Sure, they want to give it a hack. Yeah, they're, they're going to tell themselves, oh, yeah, if I just could get regular at-bats, I could be a hit or two. Because, yeah, you're going to do that when you're a hyper-competitive at professional athlete. Like, there's no guy going, uh, I mean, maybe Bartolo, but that's different when you're, you know, ancient. And you could never put a clause and say, okay, if you hit 200 this season as a pitcher, we're going to give you, you know, right. this, Because that, even if you thing. did give them two, even if he did hit 200, I have a DH that's going to hit 250 and drive the ball a hell of a lot more. So uh, I, I, I hope, um, you know, you, you, everyone enjoys it because uh, it's, it's going to be gone for good, I think, after this season. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Cool.